Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Nature Strip at the 250, two lengths in front. The eight-year-old Eduardo's trying his heart out, but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today. And he's got it. Here's a TJ treble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo. But it's Zaki clear. 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner. Scored a length and a quarter. Animo wearing it down. State of rest just in front of Animo. State of rest holding on. State of rest, I think, has just won for the Emerald Isle from Animo and very elegant. The gold medal, he's 11, but my G, he doesn't know it. Set him, look at him, he won't give in. But gold medal, too bad, Daniel. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream with the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Racing Previews. Hope you've enjoyed the week. Hope you had a fill up on the weekend. Nico, how would you go? Um, character building. Unfortunately, uh, as we've touched on, Pyros made his awaited debut on the weekend and it didn't exactly go to plan, unfortunately, but uh, he'll be better for it and we'll, and we'll move on. But um, yeah, it was definitely a bit tough, but I think the turn, the, the tables are starting to turn a little bit. Um, had a couple of little bets early in the week and sort of just swayed in the favour. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this weekend, but most importantly next week. Uh, we get to see my boy, Nature Strip, tackle the world. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to what he's going to produce. Absolutely. Hopefully the, the tide is starting to turn. Well, we've got a big episode for the punters uh, this week. We've got the tipster of our lifetime. Don't worry about David Gately. We've got Sam Swain tipping the lights out with one of the greatest sets you've ever seen. She's first up on the program. Then we've got the weekend review. We've got what's happening in racing. We'll find the find the winners, show us the money in the form, and then we've got listener questions. So without further uh, to do, we'll welcome in Sam. Sam, Samantha, Samuel. The tipster of our lifetime. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you guys going? Yeah, pretty good. It's nice to see we've all got doled up for the uh, for the vodcast. Yes. <laughs> Benny didn't. Benny, Benny didn't tell you that we're all uh, we're going on YouTube. Unfortunately, it was too much much to my disgust. Yeah, this is not. Your face has been recorded. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but we'll crack in. We'll are you wearing a Carlton a jumper? Little... No, I'm not. You're wearing your roller dice jump, aren't you? I am. She's flex she's oh. flexing. She's flexing hard. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel a little bit of pressure. I feel a little bit of pressure, Benny, because if we don't lift Why? Sam's gonna take our, our role here at racing previews. Oh, she's taking the mantle. We're in trouble. Um, so for those 
we'll quickly touch on the actual story for those who don't know what's happened or don't who don't follow my instagram sam sent the famous text message um i'll let i won't steal her thunder but sent a famous text message of tips at the sunshine coast last friday night um the combined multi-price if you did happen to bundle them all up which no one would but was over a million to one so absolutely crazy scenes Sam, I'm not sure if you've seen the Howie games, but Mark Howard likes to do a little player profile on each guest he interviews. So we'll start with you. Um, tell us your story into racing. Uh, so oh, mine's, I guess, is a long story into racing. I've always wanted to work in the industry, but uh, I started off horse riding back when I was about seven, eight years old uh, and just loved, loved the horses. And um, at the time it was... I can't remember how old I would have been, but uh, I was at uni at the time and mum's boss was on the board of the Sunshine Coast Turf Club. So uh, he knew that I had a passion for racing. So took me out to the races every now and again and I just uh, fell in love with the thoroughbred. So started uh, retraining a few off the tracks and just getting involved where I could, going to yearling sales. Uh, got a job at Inglis looking after the clients and that was great. Uh, but yeah, pretty much just put my hand up for anything I could do. Yeah, awesome. I'll let Nico answer, uh, ask a couple. Yeah, so Sam, we'd like to touch on and uh, the listeners would like to know a little bit more about your role at Mooney Valley and what, uh, what else you do in the Bloodstock game. Yep, so uh, at the Valley, I'm the partnership account manager. So pretty much that means just looking after our sponsors. So anything that's in their agreement that they're uh, promised, I just make sure gets executed. So work closely with Benny with the races um, and also all the presentation stuff there. Uh, But it it doesn't stop just at race days. There's lots of other activations and things we do with our sponsors um but yeah really enjoying it love love the valley i hadn't been to the valley or seen the valley before i moved down i came down off a off a zoom call um straight into lockdown so yeah it was it's been a great surprise best kind Tough. of sight unseen job i guess yeah bit of a bit of a risk but worth it it's paying off so uh, then my bloodstock work, so working for Inglis, I got to know a lot of the, the people in the industry and um, met John Foote. I'm not sure if you guys know much about footy, um, but he's quite well known in the, in the game, um, having purchased horses such as Maccabi Diva and Silent Witness. So he reached out to me um, around the time that I was looking to go over to New Zealand and doing the sales over there. And he'd said, I think COVID hit, so we weren't allowed to travel overseas. And he said, oh, well, you can't go over there. If you want to go to the sales instead of doing yearling prep, do you want to come work for me? And I jumped at that opportunity. So um, pretty much been working for footy ever since at uh, the, big, the big sales and just love it. So just learning as much as I can from him. Uh, he's just an amazing judge. And yeah, as, as you can see from his results, he's purchased lots of amazing horses. So... Yeah, just love doing that with him. Yeah, beautiful. All right, well, I know who we're coming to when we're going to find our uh, our horse, Benny, who's going to put us on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so like our first guest, Zach Spain, um, you've racked up the, the Qantas frequent flyer points or the driver points. Do you want to touch <laughs> on um, 
where you're born, where you've moved to, you've been all over Australia, um, you've seen some pretty cool things. So I think your story is pretty cool. Thanks. Um, yes, I'm and born. Where, where are you right now to start with? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm on the Sunshine Coast right now. So um, yeah, came up, flew up last night. Um, the family have gone to New Zealand for a week or so. So I'm up here looking after the farm, looking after all the animals. Um, so yeah, any excuse to, to be up here. I've um, worked doing a few days working from home too. So I'll see if I can do a few more days uh, over winter up here and um, yeah, avoid the Melbourne cold because it's freezing down there. Uh, but I was born in Sydney. So um, lived in a place called Lilypilly, which is like near Cronulla. Uh, so I was there till year seven. I went to Woolwear High School across the road from Shark Park and then uh, we decided, the family decided to move up to Queensland to be closer to our, our grandparents. So they lived in, uh, live in a place called Aruna, which is pretty much Caloundra. So about a five minute drive from Sunshine Coast Turf Club. Um, so yeah, we lived, moved up when I was yeah, in, going into year eight and then pretty much was in Queensland for, oh, what, till, did uni. So finished uni off in 2015. I started 2015, finished uni about 2018, and then moved down to um, to Sydney, back to Sydney for to work for Inglis. In between this, I've um, I went and did. I was working at a hotel at the time, and um, the owners had asked if I could work on their private yacht uh, that they were sailing from Perth around to to Sydney. Um, <laughs> so I've jumped at that opportunity. Yeah, so I jumped at that opportunity jumped on the boat, I flew over to Broome, hopped on there, and then um, this is just during my uni break, so I could only do six weeks. So then hopped off in Cairns, but it was just o- an amazing Only experience. six So weeks. getting to see that side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We work all, all the time, so, but it was, yeah, just an experience like none other. So, um, yeah, I was really lucky to be able to do that and just, yeah, any opportunity, I guess, that's come my way, I just say yes, because you never know where it leads to and, um yeah, I really just think that yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today without just saying yes to these opportunities. And yeah, I've got these stories to tell now because you have, I have been able to have these opportunities. And yeah, really thankful for the people that have kind of set me up in my career to to go and do these amazing things. So yeah, that's pretty much me, um, I guess. Oh, no, that's so how good. did I get to Melbourne? Um. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was... Um, Back at the, oh, I'd moved from, after Inglis, I moved back to Queensland, um, just back to the hotel for a bit. Just, I couldn't deal with the cold weather. So in Sydney, that is. So then, yeah, went back to the hotel for a while and then the role at the sunny coast came up and it was a perfect fit. I uh, was there as the membership manager for a few years. Absolutely loved it, loved the people. But I guess it, just looking for, I love the industry. So I was just looking for a bit more um, within that. And I hadn't, I know that, I think that Melbourne Racing's, like pretty elite in Australia compared to the other states and I'd done been in Sydney been in Queensland I thought it was probably time to to go to Melbourne um and just happened enough to be at the sales at the magic sales in June um a few years ago oh, what was it last year and I was there with footy and obviously Lee um purchased a, a few horses with roll the dice through John Leroy. so um yeah Leroy he's uh he hit me up and said oh would you ever move to Melbourne I think at the time he was wearing a shirt and shorts 
and I was there like with a beanie, jumper, like everything, all my winter clothes. It was like, there's no way I'm ever moving to Melbourne. It's way too cold. Um, anyway, he sent through a few jobs and kept persisting. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, why not? I'll just pack up my life and, and move to Melbourne. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's been great so far. <laughs> no, that's, wow, hey. that's so good. Tell us about your first night on, on a race course at Mooney Valley. You brought the Moyer Stakes winner back to scale, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so uh, Wild Ruler. Wild Ruler. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, so he came back in. It was so weird because, like, I'd done Friday, Friday nights, obviously, at the sunny coast, but I guess spending them at the valley where night racing started was just so amazing, but it was also kind of strange because there was no crowds. So it was just, like, this group one race being run and then a whole lot of other black type races and like as you probably know sunny coast has got one group three race so starting on a night where there was i think five black type races was just yeah next level um but yeah it was real it was so surreal just yeah the atmosphere even without people there and just yeah the quality of the horses it's just amazing yeah, i suppose that's a good little segue into Obviously, you've covered a lot of uh, a lot of territory already so far in your young working life in the industry. What's next? Uh, just loving what, what future what ambitions do you like. have? Yep. <laughs> oh, it's it's hard to say because I don't I do like to plan into the future, but pretty much none of my plans don't go to plan. So. Um, I kind of just say yes to the next opportunities. I'm loving what we're doing at the Valley at the moment um, with the whole redevelopment. So I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, Footy's still got quite a few years left in him. So just keeping on the sales with him and helping him do his shortlist. And, uh, and then, yeah, the races on the weekend, if we're not racing at the Valley, helping out roll the dice with, with their runners. So, yeah, busy. Uh, don't have much time for, for anything else. But, like, when you do Sam's- this for work, it doesn't feel... Work. <laughs> yeah, Sam's actually bought one of the new apartments going up at the valley, so that's very exciting. Wow, there you go. Yeah, it'll be Everyone. penthouse parties. Yeah, um, <laughs> I reckon we'll. That's the. Uh, that's the more serious stuff out of the way. We'll get into this story. Tell us about this famous text message um, tip. How did it happen? It was obviously for the Sunshine Coast races, which is um, where you used to work. Um, tell us how it all went down. It's um, funny. Mum never really tells me when she's going to be at the races or and seeing one of the events at the races until she's there. So she messaged me, I think it was just after like five when we were still at work. And she uh, hit me up and... It was, I think, race two had just finished, and she said, "Do you have any tips I'm emceeing tonight at the at the Sunny Coast?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, give me a sec. Let me check the form." So I've just gone through the form like in about ten minutes and just like put down a few horses in each race that I liked, and just said, oh, "I'll just go like each way on some of them." And the texts were just coming through as these horses were running, and I was like, "I know, Mum, I'm watching the race too." She's like, "Another winner," and then she was. <laughs> out to a few people and they're like get them coming so it's just it's funny because i'll tip her a few winners a few like horses every now and again when she's at the races but uh might have one or two winners but 
never, never a, a set like this. It was, we couldn't believe it. Still can't. <laughs> well, it's amazing what's happened, Sam, because we've actually had lots of offers of people that have heard the whisper that you're coming on the show and you could be recruited uh, to other avenues such as RSN if you keep up these performances. So we're going to hold you as a tipster <laughs> at Racing Previews for now, but I'm sure... When the offers come rolling, you're a bit of a yes girl and a go-getter. So, Benny, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay her enough to keep her here. Um, so, as you said, they were last-minute kind of tips. We all do the form and we spend hours doing it and we get to the barriers and our horses miss the start. Tell us what, we, what was your kind of method in, in picking some of these horses? I think, like... It's something a good punter doesn't do is follows horses that they like. So not so much based off form, but horses that they've, I don't know, there's a connection there somehow. So um, I looked at the form and a few of them were like Lemon Duchess had run the race prior that she ran um, was really impressive. I was watching a friend's horse in that that came third and uh, yeah, this Lemon Duchess horse came out of nowhere and I was like, well, got to back it just based off its last last run and Sure enough, it won. Um, Redstone was is a horse Nat McCall trains. She's a local Sunny Coast trainer, a great trainer. Um, and I'd seen Redstone was running on a heavy track at the Sunshine Coast. And he is, I think, always been either a winner or play getter at Sunny Coast on a heavy track. So I just you just got to back him based off that. And he was paying like decent odds too. So I'm like, this is crazy. So he, he went in for one of my tips. Um, the next one, Deja Nova, she, she just didn't run that well. But, um, yeah, Roman Aureus and Georgie's Pride. But the stablemate one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stablemate one. You tipped the wrong horse. And you were like, it got off. And I'm like, that's not the right one. Yeah, you tipped the wrong horse and it won. <laughs> At what, like $10 yeah, or I something? I actually won a bit of money off these tips. Unfortunately, <laughs> I got them late. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. let you keep going. Georgie's Pride is one of your favourites. Georgie's Pride is one of my favourites because um, her sister was the one of the first horses I ever led through the sale ring at Magic Millions. And um, through Georgie, uh, sorry, through Missy, which is her sister, um, I met one of the most amazing owners through that. And she's just gives so much to the, the racing industry. She's owned horses like, she owned Baller, who won the group two last week. She owns um, I'm a Ripper. Um, yeah, heaps of others. Um, chapter and verse, he just retired and has gone through the, the Transitioning Thoroughbred Foundation. So, yeah, Georgie's a bit special to us because of that reason. And Missy, who I led through the sales, I followed her through her whole racing career. She ended up being trained across the road at the sunny coast. So I'd take her carrots on my lunch break. And um, then when she retired, uh, she's now out at a farm at a friend's place just, just down the road. So, yeah, she's a, a bit of a special horse. So when Georgie started... Um, a lot better than Missy as a racehorse, but uh, yeah, she's she's one that we we follow quite closely. So yeah, she's a bit special. And then Roman Aureus is obviously he's a great horse. So I felt like he had to go in as well with those odds. And I think you know Benny that I don't like to back anything under four dollars. So anything with value, I'll I'll put yeah a few yep. dollars on because yeah. So um, and I feel like it's just it's more. Exciting tell us about tell us about Glenn Ord. Oh, I know someone Glenn messaged Ord won me. Glenn would at $41. Like, um, <laughs> Grays in the wet. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. So he's, 
he's like he is a veteran like he's raced a lot and I just looked at his form and I know you can't always base it just off form because of his age and how much he's raced but just looked at the others in the form and nothing really appealed to me so I was like why not go for a roughy that's got decent form and um yeah. I've got none growing up <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my god! I just couldn't believe it. It's too good. Um, so, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing with us here on a podcast? Why are you not on a, on a private jet to an island? <laughs> As in, why don't don't I Our have invitations are still coming? <laughs> yeah, uh, because so, I, please please tell uh, please <laughs> tell me you at least had a winning day. <laughs> Sam, I don't usually you have to have won a fortune. It's a Saturday. I no. Myself, I didn't. No. <laughs> so, Mum texted me. She started oh with like sixty dollars in a sportsbet account. Ended up with like four hundred. But she also, as a backup to my tips, goes, "I'll just back like the um, our local trainer, premier trainer is Stewie Kendrick. Won it like seven years in a row. So." She's oh, no. backed all of Stewie's horses just as a backup. And she's like, oh, uh, she started oh, off losing no. money. And I'm like, how? I'm tipping you $10 horses. And anyway, she, um, she, she redeemed herself <laughs> and ended up with 400 in the bank after uh, my tips. And oh, she was like, God. you could have made so much if you, were, <laughs> if you were back in these tonight. And I so wished I did, but um, no. <laughs> I'm very, very disappointed. So, uh, yeah, oh, no, usually it's Dad too and good. I... It hurts the soul, <laughs> but that's all right. Dad and I have got... Um, we just put in each week or every so often, like, $25 in to just back a few horses on a Saturday um, and then, like, just save up. And um, Dad's like, oh, and then I'll come down and we can go skiing or something. So, um, I didn't... Don't worry about skiing. You could, have, you could have bought and, a mountain. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I feel so, yeah, nah, the I sent them through to his punt group, the um, Goodwill Punting, his, his punt club, um, and apparently they're all out, so none of them saw my tips and they're all kicking themselves, but Dad was like, are we on any? And I was like, no. <laughs> so back, back to your this story gets no That's what good. makes this story, the story gets better by the day. Was polit- by the second. That's what makes oh. the story so good. I cannot... Well, like, I, cannot I had to break it to you, on, Sam. On a Metro meeting. I hate to break it to you, but it's only going to get worse from here. You've had something that some people will never experience in a lifetime. Oh, God, I kind of feel sick to the stomach. It does make you feel a bit sick, but we're here to look forward, not backward. Um, You tipped one of the best sets ever. You know what? If, if, If we haven't made millions of it, that's all right, because we're going to on Saturday, Sam... Give us your bets for this week. Well, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> um, this I is what the punters want, Sam. They want to hear that. your tips, not ours. <laughs> yeah, but if they had heard my tips on last Saturday, they were terrible. They wouldn't be following my tips further. It was purely luck. But uh, don't worry, there's no pressure. Only, no, one, no one expects this ever to happen You're only as good as your last bet, and as far as they're concerned, you had a fill-up. <laughs> It wasn't charting. <laughs> so have you have you uh, so, talked to Tony? Have you talked to Tony about any horses or yeah? What's yeah, the task? Yeah, so I talked uh, talk to Tony and Footy's got three horses running this weekend. So he's got Ashgrove with Black Soil Boys, 
um, mass destruction and also isotopes running as well. So um, Tony's confidence in isotope Sweet. in the Stradbroke. What's oh, up? Oh, here we go, Betty. Here we go. Nico's girlfriend <laughs> got to go to the well. Wait, we got to get the we got to get the we got to get the pen and paper out and write these down. So, what can you tell us? Yeah. Um, race, so, Tony's venue, words race, are uh, number and horse number. Yes. So, race eight, the Stradbroke, and I've got to be careful in this race too because obviously yep. Ayrton is running, and I will be there Saturday in support of Ayrton uh, and also Apache Chase. We can we can back both. You can, three so I've got Perfect. three for you. So hopefully trifecta and I'd be happy. Perfect. So we've got the Queenslander in Apache oh. Chase. He was a, a 50K purchase, um, Eureka Stud. So actually, so Harry from Eureka Stud is it one of the Black Soil guys. So he's got Isotope running in that race as well. Um, Ayrton obviously rolled the dice. I will be there in support of him. And then Tony's confident in isotope uh for the strap break so they're my three awesome. tips for the for so the three in the strategy and what were the other eight. two sorry what and what were the other two apache chase three in the strategy and then what were the other two horses no not not the ones in the strategy the other two ashgrove is race four they're in the strap break oh sorry ashgrove yep yeah he, oh, yeah. Black Soil. Uh, he hasn't said anything seven. Hasn't said anything about Ashgrove, so take with that what you will. Okay. Uh, mass destruction right. we'll in race five. Mass destruction's got Jamie Carr on board. Car, Car gets on for gold. He likes Huge. Eagle Farm. He can run that distance. Seven fifty chance. He reckons go each way. This is what we want. Thanks, Tony. This is the good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so right. yeah, no, so that's I'm, brilliant. I think. Ooh, as long as just about wrap it up there. Yeah. As long as uh, yeah. yeah as Apache long as Chase uh, you go. an isotope get up. Sorry, jeez, oh, I feel like I'm gonna lag. Sorry, this Queensland is that's terrible. Um, yeah, as long as one those three okay. top top three, I'd be happy. Right. There you go, punters. As long as the horses are faster than the internet. There you go, punters. Not there asking go, for much. It's as easy as that. Ayrton, Apache tape, isotope, trifecta. Nothing less. <laughs> Box them up. <laughs> Sam, I've got to ask you one more question before we let you go. I feel like I know you've what been, is. So you've been living in Melbourne for a little bit. Yeah. We know the State of Origin was on last night. You actually forgot yep. the State of Origin was oh, on no. somehow. Oh, I did not forget. Are you, I did are you, forget. Have we... Have we converted you? Have we converted you as an AFL supporter? Is AFL better than NRL? Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd say yes. Yes! It's definitely a better game to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be, to be fair, most rugby league isn't as good as State of Origin anyway. So she, she can still be an AFL supporter no, and love her exactly. State of Origin. Yeah. No, I... I I will concede that is very true. Unfortunately, she's gone to the dark side. She's with Collingwood. Oh, so we've got a Collingwood supporter here, Nico's Essendon, and I'm Carlton, so we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, we're you know what? Both, I still though. like his. <laughs> you know what? You know what, you know what Benny? <laughs> what? 16 premierships for the Bombers. How many premierships for the Baggers? 16. How many premierships, Sam? 
I've only missed audiences. 15 for the pies? Got no idea. 15 for the pies. We've got a little bit of wood up on her at the moment, Benny. One, we're one in front. Mate, she's been to more games than me this year, so I've got to pick up my game. <laughs> Hopefully, Carlton are the next to, to knock off a flag and we get to 17 first. But I reckon we'll wrap it up there or else this podcast is going to go for three hours. But thank you, guys. Thank you, Sam, for yes, joining thanks, us. thanks, Sam. Um, Muchly appreciated. And I'll see uh, you at work, I guess. When we might see Sam next week if, she, yeah. if all these horses get up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll come up to the sunny coast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, easy. Oh, awesome. We've got to organise we'll a racing the weekend. Trip. <laughs> yes. Why is it so laggy? I'm so in. <laughs> yeah. So, that's happening. That's all right. The audio will come through fine. All right. All right. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. We'll get into the weekend review next. How is it's our time? Three dollars thirty. He's not a fourteen hundred meter horse. He's not going to see this out. Not strong enough to win anyway. It's our time is the lay in the race. It smash the pink. It's our time in front, but Cherry Tortoni's getting closer. It's our time of the hundred from Cherry Tortoni, and looks like Elvis from last is absolutely flying home. Looks like Elvis. No problem. Looks like Elvis from It's Our Time, Cherry Tortoni. Political debate. We're buttering up. Coolmore, J Mac, good draw. Best bet of the day. Neck on the line, put in, take out, bet until it hurts. In front is political debate from Sharp and Smart. Political debate, Sharp and Smart. The outside lunches or some photo. Either political debate or Sharp and Smart. Judge can have it. But I do want to be with number two, Gypsy Goddess. I think she brings the best form in the race. If she does slot in somewhere, all of a sudden, you're getting the price. She was to win it, you know, four or five dollars and you weren't on, you'd, you'd really kick yourself. And Gypsy Goddess is finishing brilliantly. Gypsy Goddess out wide has dashed up and taken over. Barbara to the inside and the Billy between them. In front, Gypsy Goddess. Barbara to the inside. Gypsy Goddess just with the lead from Barbara. Gypsy Goddess in front and Gypsy Goddess has won the oats from Barbara. Happy to go each way. Dragonstone, as I said, $14 is available. You could have got $3.50 something in the place. He's still a bet now at that double figures. Go one by three. We'll get better than three. Dollars passive aggressive, and then that then it becomes a bet there too. It's a good filly. Passive aggressive lets down as they reach the 200 meters, takes the lead, draws a length and a half, two lengths for the Delphia Storm, and then a wall of horses chasing Squid Game from the back. But passive aggressive coming clear will remain undefeated. What a talent! Passive aggressive, soft at the end has won it. Passive aggressive wins it from Dragonstone on the outside, and we'll just put it all on another one. Son, he's one of my favourite up and comers. This guy also has a really good will to win. He's my second best bet, or next best, whatever you want to go with. Yeah, he's been awesome this prep, but last time was crazy. Warm and fuzzy races to the front. Three lengths away is other one, son, who's finishing brilliantly down the outside. No apology, Speed Dream. They're getting run through inside the last 100. Other one, son, Speed Dream. Other one, son's got his measure. That's a dynamic win. Great performance, other one, son. Beat Speed Dream, no apology. Well, punters, that was the highlights from the weekend. Nico, obviously, it was great to get the Group 1 winner, Gypsy Goddess. GG, she ran a 100 figure uh, in Dan O'Sullivan's rating. She was the only one to crack uh, the triple figures. And she also burnt... Um, she was the first horse on the podcast photos to, to salute. So that's a little drought broken. 
Uh, we'll go in chronological order. Political debate one. That was our first tip at Eagle Farm. Just got the job done. But the main thing is he won, and it was one of our better best, uh, one of our better bets. Sorry, and he's into the JJ Atkins this week. Yeah, well, lucky he stuck his neck out because I certainly stuck mine out for him on uh, on the pot on Thursday. But yeah, geez, it was tough, wasn't it? Like it just shows you the the little extra you get. Like it it reminded me a lot of uh, J Mac sticking Home Affairs's neck out as as bad as that memory was. That I could just. Like when he's really just riding him out and like just forcing his neck down, yeah, he's uh, he just he showed he showed everyone why he's he's if not the best jockey in the world, he'd be uh, he's right there. Yeah, hundred percent. So we'll touch on that uh, race a little bit later in the form because obviously the the Quinella there are going to the Group One. Is it Pyroy or Pyros? Yeah, Pyroy. Roy. Pyroy. I'll let you touch on this one. You've got a little interest in this one with your dad. What happened? So, basically the wash-up from the stable and and the jockey and stuff that... So, I don't know if everyone had watched the, res, the, the race and what had happened before it, but there was an altercation behind the gates. Um, something had happened. There was I think there might have been a reshoeing or something of the like happened, and Pyroy was actually loaded into the gate second, so he actually was in there for a good four or five minutes before the jump. Obviously, that can't be good for normal horses, let alone a horse having their first start, so he was in there for a very long time, um, and naturally, he half missed a kick, and over 900 metres, he was just sort of playing catch-up the whole way. He sort of loomed into it at the top of the straight, um, and when Mitch Bell sort of poked him five, six wide, but the report was that he goes, he wasn't even 60% underneath me. Like, you'll see from his trials that he's a big, he's got a real big action on him. So it's a, it's quite a tendency for these horses with big strides to, to not really get through the heavy tracks. And as we've touched on before, uh, every heavy track is different. So, like, he handled heavy in his trial, but um, each heavy is different. And um, he obviously didn't handle it on the weekend, but he's, um, he's already out. Uh, at Oak Ridge Spelling he was there at the start of this week um, he'll be there for only two weeks so it's a pretty quick turnaround it's just um, sort of in and out sort of process he'll come back into pre-training and they'll get him ready for the spring but yeah as hard as it is because he was 280 into $1.40 punters uh, definitely don't fall off him uh, I feel like when we get to a, a bigger and uh, better going surface and we get a senior on like Pikey or or Tommy, who have trialed him, we'll, we'll definitely see the the right Roy because what we saw on Saturday that wasn't him. So, yeah, uh, I want to see him on a better better surface before I I want to put the pen through him. Yeah, uh, military mission. I was pretty keen on this horse. Look, a little bit of a regret. I go back and look through his form, and the twenty four hundred meters was probably still a little bit of a question mark. All his better stuff was two thousand twenty one hundred. Um, he didn't really have any excuse. He was right there on the speed, sat second, and just faded that that final furlong. Yeah, he he sort of half missed the kick, but he he still was the outside lead. So I know he wasn't dictating and probably in his favoured role, but uh, I don't think we can sit here and make any excuses for him. He was the outside lead, so that's as good as dictating. Like if Rach if Rach wasn't comfortable there, she could have pressed the button, and I'm sure they would have handed up. If she really had to get to the fence if she wanted to, but. 
Yeah, it was um, when I was going through the, the review uh, yesterday, I, I sort of had a bit of a sour taste in my mouth that it was one that we probably didn't have to tip. Um, but at the end of the day, the stats were there to say that he was going to run well. But yeah, I just don't think he ran the, the 2400 right out. So yeah, maybe 2100, 2000 metres sort of sees him out. Yep. Uh, contemptuous, I was very flat that uh, my tip, Esther Laura Rocker, was scratched. Uh, I ended up coming with you but the story was probably told before the race. This thing got the blows and yeah. Boom Nova. Boom Nova was the 1,000-meter horse, um, too good on speed. This thing, I don't know, it probably needs 1,200. There's a big difference between a 1,000-meter horse and a 1,200-meter horse. Yeah, I know absolutely. he has one over 1,000 meters, but Boom Nova, you know, the money, he went one way and our one went the other way and it kind of played out like that. Yeah, well, they were 270 and $3.50 when we did the pod. Uh, last week and then at the jump we started five dollars and the other one started two dollars like you knew your fate pretty pretty soon after the jump when boom nova jumped pretty much straight outside lead k-mac had contemptuous sort of three wide working and yeah it sort of never looked very pretty but we pulled the wrong rein there unfortunately trying to get the uh the fave beaten but yeah that was one that was a bit of a, a hard one to swallow unfortunately Yep. Uh, Yellow Brick Road was another one who got the drift, and he might not be much good. No. Uh, Natural Mystique ran all right, ran um, in the money, but just couldn't quite get there. Any thoughts? Got to see it. Yellow Brick Road. Got to see it. Yeah, no. (laughs) He's not getting any (laughs) more. Couldn't back back that again. Um, We'll try and bat through this Flemington card. Red Hot Nick ran well. Um, unfortunately, he just found one better. Oh, he's just um, a fighter, this horse, though, isn't he? Like, at the 300, I yeah. thought he was an absolute sitting duck, and he'd be lucky to finish in the first half of the field. But as soon as that other horse come, he was just, he's just a bulldog. He just wanted to fight all the way to the line. And he was actually, like, pinching ground back off the off the eventual winner. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, obviously, we didn't get the win that we'd hoped for, and Diamond sort of just got the suck down the outside, but... Like two dollars forty-five, the place. We were pretty keen that he he wouldn't miss the a place. The famous Saber Exactor, Nico. The famous, yeah. the yeah. world famous Saber Exactor. You yeah, got to get around. The world famous Saber Exactor that Nico didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's okay. I took anyway. the two forty-five. The place that was good enough. Just uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's a good straight horse. He was no Lombardo for Spanos, unfortunately. No. Um, lyrical lad. Look, I was pretty keen on him. He's a bit of a pretender, this horse. I don't think he's much good. Yeah, yeah, you might be right there. Look, 1,600 metres on a heavy track, possibly back him if you get each way odds, but... You're brave. Look, kind of clutching at straws now. He's, yeah. um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a Goldilocks effect. He might need will, anything to go his we, way to win. We will touch on a couple of other horses in that race that I sort of said just watch from a market perspective. Duke of Plumpton, yep. his best is definitely behind him. There's either two things that are going to happen with him. He's either going to go jumping or he's going to be someone's pet. It's as simple as that. Get him over the jumps. Well, he's in that. He's in that. He's in those famous silks. If he's got one tenth of ZM's ability over the jumps, he'd be he'd be a good jumper. And yeah, the, I don't know if he'll stay. Yeah, well, possibly not. But it's it's probably worth a worth a crack. And the the Williams runner Hector de de Meres, What's what yeah. happens with the market with these horses? I, I it baffles me. I can't figure it out. 
This horse was like $12 out to $21 race morning. Then 21s back in the 13s. And I don't know what Alana was doing. She just... The horse was just so keen and fresh. He just took off. And he folded like a deck chair before the corner. Like... Yeah. You just can't... As we touched on, they so go hard. one of two ways, these horses. These Williams horses go one of two ways. Um, Belmont, we had revved up. Unfortunately, just found one better. Were there any excuses? Yeah, the second favourite being a pest. That, that's yeah. about it, unfortunately. Yeah, the the eventual winner just got the suck, won back the fence. And yeah, like rev it up's a pretty tough horse. Like it didn't didn't throw in the fight. Like it just kept fighting all the way. But yeah, CJP outrode outrode Holly there. Um, we want to touch on other one, son. Oh, we'll st- we'll, we'll stick wait. in this this order. I've got the order going up here. Yeah. Um, other ones, some will come up. Don't worry. We missed a couple at um, HQ. That was all. Yeah, go on. If you've got any of yours, just just throw them in. Well, Simba unfortunately was scratched on oh, Saturday. No. Punners. Oh no! I got sent a text message by one of my mates this afternoon. I've backed your mate Simba in the last. I've missed the jump. Simba's just tucked in. KWT's riding. He was two dollars out to two dollars seventy. And he's won by eight lengths. Flat. Never looked in danger. Surely there's a bit of mayo on eight. Go back and watch the replay. <laughs> there's like... I didn't exactly look because I turned the TV off in disgust. But six to eight lengths. My God. My hat. seventy gift. Anyway, gift. Uh, Harbour Views. Back wide... New F8 at the corner. Uh, pulled up lame. What's the, and yeah, what's the news we've There's learned? been an extra scope, and he's actually sustained an injury um, from Saturday, and he's been retired, unfortunately. So we, well, touched, we touched on this horse. Nico, Nico has retired his first horse. I've retired my Milestone. first horse. We've, uh, we did touch on this horse. We'd never seen the best of him because of injuries. And here we go. Nico declares him as his best value of the day, and he's never gonna, <laughs> he's never gonna race again. Uh, he's going Mich- from a Cox Plate contender <laughs> to early retirement through Nico. He's gonna, he's gonna come, buddy. Eat carrots off Nico's plate in his yard. <laughs> this is about as close as he's gonna get. Yeah. Um, mystery um, shot. He was off the map, and I don't actually know what happened. No, he ran. He ran well. I he went back okay. and watched it. Um, he came down the outside. He just... This is a horse who usually settles a little bit closer, but he, the wide barrier, he kind of had to come from behind, and I thought it was a pretty good run. You can follow him. Is he just... Is, is winning maybe not his best friend anymore? Like, I know this horse loved winning back in his early days, but, like, is he starting to get... In but a... even those earlier wins, even those early wins, he fell in in a couple mm. against kind of moderate opposition. Like, I think he's an alright horse, but he's not... He's not the world beater that people once thought he might be. No, like, he's not going to progress to group racing. Yeah, okay. Off-season, that's his go. Yep. Um, at Eagle Farm, we'll go to... We got Kementari beaten. Shooting Special K. Ran okay. Oh, uh, this this is a disaster. This race. Baller. Oh. Baller. Like... No, don't worry about... Baller's ball. never been one of mine. Oh, I hate the horse. I absolutely hate Baller. <laughs> he's shafted me so many times... Shooting for gold, I launched the place because I was... 
It's had a bit of a oh, tough no. time after this. Pyros had gotten beat. A few other things didn't go my way. Uh, absolutely launched shooting for gold to place. He's missed the start, wound him up, launched fourth. Yeah. Sucks. Oh. Sucks. But I'll tell you I who else. Can't for long yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you who else, who else can't cop a good steer. Old boyfriend ingratiating. Ingratiating. Oh, yeah, my God. It just hurts at the stable mate one as well. We got the market spot on. So listen here, punters. Ingratiating, we tipped at six bucks. He started what three three twenty, three thirty? Three twenty. I thought we drifted a bit. Um so we got the market spot on. Ingratiating started favourite. And uh we left left the money in the bag, unfortunately. We'll go back a race to Gypsy Goddess. Huge. Absolutely good. huge. So Pikey, this is Pikey at his best. Um, look, she was wide, but he had a back to follow into the into the home corner, and she proved the superior animal. Um, look, as I said, this just horse was two dollars eighty all things. in, and she like, got out to four dollars sixty because of the barrier. It was just a price. It's going to be a horse that can progress. I'm glad into that we better races. Did take it. Hold on, something's happened. Yeah, freezing. I'm I'm right. I can't see you. Up. I can't see no you. Says Ben Kaluzzi's internet is weak. Don't worry. They're still recording at high quality. Uh, hopefully it records fine. <laughs> we'll be right. The audio will be right. The, the visual might be a bit shady, but that's all right. That's okay. Um, um, I can, at least GG, I can hear Gypsy you Goddess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so something that we touched on with Gypsy is um, through through this Oaksfield, I know you and I just had spoken at length about this last week but she was sort of one of the only horses that if she was to go to a spring feature that you'd be happy to back like she's a she's one of the horses that can definitely take that the next step out of this mare's grade but i don't think um i don't think she's going to go to a caulfield cup by the sounds that she's having one or two runs next next prep in the spring and and that'll do it yeah it looks that way disappointing um, We'll touch on another thing that I really want to touch on in the what's happening in racing, but I'll save that. Yeah. Um, Dragonstone passive aggressive. I was pretty happy with how we how we um, went with this race. We tipped Dragonstone fourteen dollars. She is smashed into seven dollars around that mark, eight dollars, yeah. and runs second. We she, said passive aggressive will get out to three dollars. She got out to three dollars. She's a proper filly. She's yeah. Absolutely. She could be anything. Yeah, she she does look at least group class. Um, God, I hope she beats Star Patrol next up. Because <laughs> I'll be pulling Star Patrol's tail. You can you take like that. Star Patrol, do you? you can take that to the bank. Yeah, no, nah, this filly does look proper. Um, don't worry about the margins in her in her last two starts. Like a couple of boys were kicking up for oh, that Patrick Payne horse today. They yeah. got with it. Yeah, that one point two or one point three lengths. Like Geordie could have, Geordie yeah. could have beaten that thing by like oh. five lengths if it needed to. Um, yeah. It probably could have beaten Dragonstone easier as well. She did but, it. Um, she did it with her ears prick from the two hundred. Like, yeah, it was uh, it was an easy win. Both both Geordie and and Beg have said, like she's got no idea what she's doing at the moment. Like she's still so green, yeah. um, and that's evident. Yeah, like. She's yeah. doing it, and she's sort of half taken the P155. Like, ears pricked, 
She's it says like catch me if you can. You can't catch me though. Like yeah, yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So she's on dating three from three. I was pretty happy to get the Quinella there actually. So twelve dollars I paid. So that was a good one. You we'll never, other you ones never lose. Now. You never lose, mate. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll never lose. <laughs> other one, son. We thought this might be a great way to end the day, oh. and it absolutely was. This horse was back and wide. I thought it. I thought the map wasn't that bad, but obviously I'm no good with the speed maps because everyone was telling me after this the race oh. that that this is the map was the reason that this horse got out to two dollars. Um, he was three wide, no cover at the back of the field, and the tenacity, the will to win, and the engine this horse has. Proper. This boy's got some serious ticker, and he, I'm, I'm happy because he was one of the other ones that I really stuck my neck out for. I actually went on a bit of a tangent. I didn't realise how bad it was <laughs> until I, uh, until I listened to the pod back. But it's amazing how far a horse with the de- determination and a will to win will take him. Like I thought the map would be tricky, and I knew that he'd be in the back half of the field. But I didn't think he'd be three wide, doing all the all the hard work. And um, I was actually driving home watching this race, trying to keep one eye on the road, one eye on the race. Oh, and uh, do not condone that, punters. My God, I, I couldn't believe it. At the corner, I'm like, no, nah. no, nah, we're not no. going to get there. Like when Parnham no. went for him and gave him a real big nudge, and he didn't respond. I'm like. Normally, he's like he slowly run. starts and, and he really gears into it. Then when he gets into into full flight, he just motors. But to initially, those first couple of strides when he didn't pick up, I'm like, "Oh no, this is not good. This is not good." Yeah. And then once once that motor, once the once the jets start, oh, there's no stopping him. He just huge. Yeah. I can't wait. So, so next, I think next weekend it'll be him versus Deviated in the Belmont Guineas. I think. Yes, I believe so. Devoted, uh, yeah, hero was that was a, oh no, devoted. Sorry, devoted. I'm getting yeah. the wrong horses. Devoted, yeah, yeah, yeah. devoted. The, the, uh, um, Bob Peters, Grant right? And Alana, yeah. yeah, Bob Peters slash Alana Williams. Um, I think that was it. Unfortunately, I went duck eggs in Hong Kong, zero from three. Couple had bad luck there. Carroll Street half missed the start over a thousand. Can't afford to do that, and then he had a checkered passage. Um, lucky with you kind of got wedged in the straight and just never really came on um, so yeah disappointing there the hardest part was Hutchie's Hutchie's tip got up in the last too and I yeah, chipped lucky, into that last start nice. that of does course. look a nice horse um, going forward so is he just take just take note punters he's a great horse that can't carry Nico <laughs> So he's a three-year-old, so he'll, he'll be qualifying for the four-year-old series next year. Um, Golden Empire was the other one I had in Honkers. Bit of a regret. I, I, I don't know. He had no excuses. Not really. much of he this. Kinda, Not much ticker. Yeah, like he settled in the like outside lead and he was kind of doing a bit of work, but they went slow. And if I had my time again, I probably would have tipped um, Sight Success on top, but he ran second anyway. So. I would have ran sick. Yeah. Old site success, an ex-boyfriend of ours. Yeah, I oh, know. Um, is that all? Did you have any other reviews? Chase is going off. Yeah, something state must, of ha- origin something must have happened in the state of origin. Um, oh, should we just touch on the two on Friday? 
the two um, oh, yeah. av- avocado sunset got to the lead as we sort of hoped and as the stable sort of hoped but unfortunately it was pretty sick because both Friday fill up bets were beaten less than a length total margin um, with avocado running third that was pretty sick and I know you ended up playing one of the other horses in the race and it was also a second let's party Marty let's party Marty old, old Marty so he did he, there was no party for Marty unfortunately he did didn't didn't no. get there and Copperfield, this horse starting to really frustrate me because he's got lots of ability. Obviously, roll the dice owned uh, owned horse, and the information that we were passed on from the ownership group was they were pretty keen. They've got you know this horse has got a lot of potential. This this, this horse got no idea what his job is. So that's the thing. Like passive aggressive, she's got no idea what her job is, but she sort of just wins because she's. She's good, and she knows she's good. See, where Copperfield doesn't know he's good. He just he just throws it away, unfortunately. He was in the inferior going, which I never thought I'd hear anyone say on a synthetic track, how there is inferior going. <laughs> but there was inferior going, and he was in the worst part of the track, believe it or not. Don't know how that happens. But anyway, he just got nabbed on the line by a Stokes yeah. horse. So that was, a, that was a bit hard, and I forgot to have the exactor. I did note that Johnny Allen came back to scale and said probably better chasing, probably better a couple of pairs uh, further back in the run Um, and he kind of just floated once he got to the front but He's got to be a horse that you've just got to watch now because he's got such a high SP profile he's going to be around even money wherever he goes so you've really just got to you've probably got to see him do it now punters before before you back him because yeah Otherwise, you're just going to keep doing your dough, and if you keep backing horses at even money and they keep getting done, well, gets into pretty dangerous areas. Yeah, he's another product of the the roll of the dice team, who have the equal favourite in the Stradbroke. So, we'll touch on that later in the form. Um, I reckon we'll get into what's happening in racing next. Ah, what's happening? Well, we move on to the what's happening in racing segment. Stewie, we're about to tell you what's happening in racing. Um, the big announcement came on Tuesday morning from Racing Victoria. Victorian prize money will surpass $300 million for the first time ever, um, as Carnival Enhancements announced. Some of the key takeaways were Champions Day, uh, the Cantala will shift to the final day again. All those three races go to $3 million, and the Cantala changes to wait for age instead of a handicap. Um, the Dali... Well, they're all called the champions now, the champions sprint, the champions mile, and the champions stakes. The 1,200-meter, 1,600-meter, and 2,000-meter weight for age races all worth 3 mil, um, mirroring, I guess, that of Hong Kong and overseas. The Manicato doubled, went to 2 million. Oz Cup doubled, it went to 3 million, and it's going to be after the All-Star Mile. Uh, there were changes to listed races, uh, country minimums, maidens, uh, the Coolmore went from 1.5 to 2, and the Caulfield Guineas went up to 3. Nico, I'll let you go first. Yeah, well, obviously it's um, it's good that we've had um, another prize money boost, but it's got to get to a point where it, we can't get into a dogfight with New Sa- racing New South Wales because at the end of the day, they've got bigger bullets and they're going to be able to fire bullets for longer than what we are. So at the end of the day, our races that we've boosted here, that's all good and well. But, like, really, in the foreseeable future, they don't really need another boost because 
at the end of the day, they're going to rather come run in a prestigious race over the spring, Melbourne Spring Carnival than some little pop-up race that Volandis has put on for, for X amount of money, aren't they, really, at the end of the day? Yeah, well, it depends who's in the ownership group, I guess. One of those pop-up races you're speaking about is the Golden Eagle. It's been boosted from $8 million to $10 million, which seems ludicrous for, for the... For the standard of horses they are attracting, um, luckily a good horse won it last year, and I'm thunderstruck. But Count de Rupi was only a head away from winning it, and he's not no. the type of horse who deserves to win that amount of no. money. Um, I don't know. I have to put my Mooney Valley cap on for one second here. If if the Golden Eagle is going to take away a horse like Animo from the Cox Plate, that's a tragedy, in my opinion. Hundred yeah. um, percent. We like four year olds, you know, three year olds, they carry the 49 and a half kilos and they're always hard to beat. The four year olds, that's that next line if they can make it as a weight for age horse. Um, so, yeah, that there's going to be a lot of good horses that go to the Golden Eagle this year instead of the Cox Plate. Yeah, well, it's an easy pathway for them to have another year to mature and then, you know, not step out against the big boys because obviously that's really the. You know, the game changer when they go from two to three, but the real big step is from three to four because that'll, that'll separate the men from the boys. And not everyone can make that step. See, now it's as, it's as easy for them to say, oh, we're going to go to the Golden Eagle for 10 million. Like, you'd be stupid not to. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, that person doesn't sit very well with me because you'd attract the same horse pool if it was two or three million dollars than 10. I guess the thing with a horse like Animo is he's owned by Godolphin, so they might not be swayed by the money as much as the stallion prospects of winning the Cox Plate. Um, we'll crack on to Champions Day. Um, all races go to 3 million, the 1,200 metre, the 1,600 metre, and the 2,000 metre. Uh, to be honest, I'm a fan of this. I, I absolutely love my weight for age racing. Some people might like the handicaps better there's a big spread in the weights no, and i'm with you you know you can find you can find your horses at bigger odds no, but not interested i like the best horses being rewarded yeah, 100%. um so be it if it's a eight or nine horse field we'll find the winner and we'll we'll clean up 100 yeah, percent. yeah no leave me out of this handicap rubbish because horses horses don't run like they should for the preparation in lead up to to those grand finals and yeah no Give me a wait for age race because that's when the best horses stand up and be counted for, not the horses that, like, yeah. Anyway, wait for age racing is the best racing, so the more of that we have, the better. Yeah, so Flemington are obviously going to have the Derby Derby Day, which is always a cracking day, and they'll have Champions Day now. It's going to so be huge. They, um, yeah, the carnival is going to be very good. Um, the Manicato was doubled to $2 million from $1 million uh, it is now the standalone richest race in Australia run under lights. Um, putting my MVRC cap on again quickly here. Here's a bit of a, a bit of a stat for those trainers out there who don't own Nature Strip or you know Home Affairs, the really top liners. This year, owners will collect more from winning the Manicato than running second in the Everest. And I did hear, which is, and I did hear a whisper that there is potentially a bonus of X figure if you're to win the Manicato and win the Champion Sprint. I'm pretty sure. 
That's correct. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed no, or not but yet. There was, but there was a whisper, uh, whisper that that was going to happen. Those announcements, those announcements are still to come, and I think that there's a good chance of that happening. Um, so yeah, when you think about it that way, so obviously with the Everest, it's such a rich race, but they, they, the owners split the prize money with the, um, with the slot holders. Yeah. So, if you think about it like this, Jonka would have taken home more money than Mars Crusader, which sounds ridiculous. It's nuts. But that's going to be, that's going to be the tale this well, year, unless well, the Everest somehow gets some yeah. <laughs> prize money. Yeah, well, you wouldn't put it past them, would you? But. <laughs> oh, you if you if you've got a trainer and you're sort of not quite uh, at the top level there, but you're an a, you know you're an A A grader or an A plus, you'd be stupid not to go to the Manicato because well you're running for second in the Everest anyway. The big boy's gonna the big yeah, boy's gonna win his Group One and he'll come back and he's just gonna win another Everest and it'll be <laughs> as simple as that. So you're running for second at minimum. Just go to the Manicato. Yeah, go to the Valley. Oz Cup going to three mil, going to be run a week after the All Star Mile. Finally, just common, common sense, sense, isn't it? Prevails. Common sense prevails. Yeah. Uh, it'll be it'll be two years after in two thousand and twenty. Oh, sorry, it'll be two weeks after in two thousand and twenty four. So that's good news. Uh, the Coolmore and the Caulfield Guineas going up. That's good. The old Stallion making races. Um, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to touch on with the Golden Eagle. Actually, I, I touched on. I said I would touch on it. Here before. we go. Um, fifteen hundred meters for four-year-olds, correct? Yep. David Van Dyke has come out and said Gypsy Goddess will target the Golden Eagle this preparation. Well, that's stupid. Because obviously, because of the prize yeah. money, and it's just like it just breaks your heart. Yeah. Like you want to see her running in a Caulfield Cup. She's just won yeah. the Queensland Oaks over twenty-two hundred meters or twenty-four hundred meters. Well, we touched on this. We touched on this when we were doing yeah. when we were talking about the Oaks last week. Maybe not might not have been on the pod, but personally, she was the only horse out of the Oaks that you could back at a spring feature like a Caulfield Cup. She's the only one who's good enough. Yeah, so that's been smashed to smithereens. Um, apparently, she's only going to have yeah. A she's going to go there and she's going to run into someone. <sighs> yeah, it's just frustrating. No, but you know what I mean? Less, like The less we say, the better. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to go to a race that's not suitable for her because there's just a massive carrot dangled in front of her. And, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. All right, we'll wrap that up. That's the news done, and we'll get into the form next. Show me the money. Yes! Show me the money. That's it, brother. But you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. All right, punters, it's show me the money time. Uh, Strap yourselves in because this could be a marathon. Obviously, if you're listening to the pod, you already know how long it goes for, but I'm scared to find out how long this is going to go for. Hopefully, we can be as punchy as we can. But, Nico, we're growing. We are. And so be it. Just a quick stat. We had two listeners in the UK last week and one in Poland. That's huge. (laughs) That's huge. Racing previews on tour, branching out. Um, If you are one of those listeners, please drop me a message on Instagram. Well, that's okay. Eventually, one day we'll be, you know, maybe one year we might be top hat and tail in the UK. Obviously, we've both spoken about Hong Kong 
to go over to, for their uh, for their big big meeting eventually one day. So yeah, they're all they're all pipeline dreams, but a couple of them will come true eventually. Just need a few winners. Absolutely. Absolutely, we need the winners. We'll start off with Victoria Sandown. They're racing on the hillside. The rail's out eight metres. That's interesting. Uh, it's a heavy nine right now. 12 degrees predicted on Saturday and a little bit of rain. What's the pattern going to be? Um, I'll let you kick off with race one. You're keener. You're keenest here. Yeah, well, it just has to be a bet winning revolution, doesn't it? Like, I've, I've been on it... Uh, both starts, I think, of its racing life. Let me just double check that. Yes, I've been on it both starts. Um, it was beaten by the smart two-year-old from Adelaide H2O on debut. And then it beat this Eros last start, fair and square. And for some reason, we're $4.20 here. Why? Eris had every possible last start. This horse isn't much good. It doesn't like winning. Like, why? Why is the market? Well, I, I know why, because yeah. Mark Zara's gone for one ride, and it sticks out pretty obvious in the form guy, but pff, poor old Zaz is wasting his time, I think. I don't think this horse is much good, and I don't see why winning Revolution won't just win again. Punters seem to gravitate to the horse, not the horse who hangs on for the tough win, but the one who comes on the line and who is coming on the line. But coming as you said, he had every chance. I'm not saying he was. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying a perspective yeah. of. Oh, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Relative SPs and and um, and yeah, but this horse is a son of Winning Rupert, one of my favourite horses from Queensland. Um, I think he can hurdle forward from the wide gate. Yeah. Uh, he was a through the roof from Jules on Sportsbet, so. That win rated really well, um, and yeah, at the price, he was he's still four dollars forty is available. Yeah. I'm happy to go he's got his to be way. Bad. Yeah, we'll move on to race two. I don't know if you've got one yeah. here. Yeah, but, I'm buttering up. I'm but, buttering up. Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm against you. I'm with number three, Ashford Street. I know you despise this horse, but oh, I honestly think he can win Benny. again. I honestly think he can win again, and one of the main reasons is because of this wet track. Um, I don't see this track getting out of the heavy eight range. Um, we saw him swim at the bull. He was a really good winner there. I know he had the absolute PR last start. He just sat off them and he the weight the weights go against him. But I just think the track is one of the main the main reason why I am in the corner of Ashford Street. Shout out to the the bull the boys as well. Um, I met some boys at the bull who are in the ownership of this horse. Didn't back him at the ball. Didn't back him next start. What's going to happen when I back him here? That, they were, who knows? They were good, good, they were good blokes until they told me which horse they were in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> Nothing against them, but no. I, I don't like this horse one bit. There's no no hiding away from that. But, made that yeah, well, he had his birthday last start, old mate Ashford Street, so it's not going to happen here. Because Jai is going to take Star East straight to the front, unlike last time where we couldn't get to. But this is D Day. If he doesn't win tomorrow, like I'm not making excuses for him anymore. He's getting a, he's going to get the lead. He's going to get a three and a half kilo weight swing, and I took four dollars eighty before. So it's not like I've had to take a short prohibitive quote like last time. 
even though it took three dollars last time and he was into even money or whatever but yeah no d-day tomorrow and i will be with oh saturday sorry no worries do you have anything for race three i've got one in race four no race six is my next bet okay race four um what's wrong with star star of chaos number three um as you'll see i'm backing a lot of number threes this is the third one so far um i think four dollars is a very backable price we'll get the lead here the rail's out nine meters uh she's proven at the mile and she's proven here at Sandown. going to the lakeside instead of the hillside is you know for a leader historically it's probably not quite as good but it won a benchmark 70 last start i think it does bring the best um the best win or the best run into this race we know alana kelly is an absolute jet when she gets them rolling out in front and i was happy to back it so yeah number three star of chaos on top we'll go to race six and i'll let you go yeah this is uh this is a this was nearly my best of the day this horse but i have just controlled myself a little bit um gate crash this course is he's a real progressive stayer like I've got a lot of time for this guy, and I think he's definitely, well, he could def- he's definitely better than benchmark 78 grade. I know that for a fact. Um, Paddy Payne's stable's flying that we've touched on. This horse loves wet tracks. Just go watch the, the replay of the last his last race if you haven't seen it. Like, he was so far back, but once he just ignites the motor, like, he just, he just, it's two to their one sort of thing. Like, he's just, Take massive strides on a wet track, which you don't often see. But yeah, no, I think he's better than this grade. So I was quite happy to be with him. I'm happy to take. Well, and I'm happy that Bill's back on this horse. Key jockey change for me because I'm not a big fan of Mick D personally. Um, he's an okay rider, but I just don't like backing horses that that he's riding. Um, and I think Teofilo start, he sort of won well last last start, but he sort of PR'd against some pretty slow horses that are going jumping, most of them. The horse that I want to have a saver on was Marchand's Ensemble, Geordie for Busted and Young. This horse is going to get a very similar track to what it faced at Warnable when Geordie sent it down the outside on the heavy 10, and it just really, it, you know, it grew wings. So I think it's a dead set wet tracker. And I'm quite happy to have a small saver on, but main bet gate crash. Yep. Uh, I'll pick up there. I'm very keen on number three, gate crash. I think this looks a proper horse. He's got a huge motor. As you said, he had no right to win in the in the fashion he did last start. Um, he, was under, he was under a bit of riding at the top of the straight, but the way he just picked up, that's, that was with the 60.5 kilos. Um, so he's proven he can carry the weight. The step to 2,400 metres looks ideal. Um, he just loves finding the line. He's a winner. Uh, I think I think barrier four should work out fine. Tiafilo Star will lead, but I just think he can hunt him down. Um, I was happy to back your saver as well, Marshawn's Ensemble. We saw that was a very impressive winner down the outside fence at the bull. So, yep, keen gate crash can save Marshawn's Ensemble. We're much aligned there. We'll crack on to race seven. Uh, I'll quickly go first. Number three, Visanari. 
another number three. <laughs> um, this horse sat three wide over the mile at Caulfield last start. I thought it was a huge run. Um, I think he's a very, very smart horse. Um, he had form around that very good cult overseas, Pinatubo, um, very early days, and he might he might be delivering on that now um, back in Australia and um, back near racing near his best. On a heavy track for the first time is the little concern, but I see a lot of people aren't too aren't too fussed by it. David Gately's best bet of the day. I think he's better than these, and I think I think we might even get a little bit better than three dollars just because of the track. He's drawn out in Barrier 15. Um, yeah, pretty keen for scenario. I'll let you take over there, and you've got one more for us, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty happy to back Visionario, but I'm waiting because I think we'll get minimum three dollars fifty, and I'm not I'm not at all concerned Barrier 15 because it's going to be race seven. This is the seventh race, so they're going to be getting well into the track by then, and they'll be sort of edging down off the fence down that sort of middle to outside section I would have thought so he's going to be in the perfect spot um, this horse was very very good last start considering he got caught three wide and Sir Davy somehow got one back the fence from barrier one who is a back marker he's never sat that close in his life but anyway um, this horse was super and yeah, I think he's definitely better than this grade, so I'm happy to be with him. But the saver that I want to have is on the Sandown Wet Track Specialist, Chief Altony. Um, he's going to get back down to 60 kilos with Stocky's claim. Yeah, he's had three starts on heavy track for two wins and a third. He's one for one track and trip, and I think at $8, you can definitely have a saver on him because he is not the worst. But this is a cracking race. This is probably the race of the day at Sandown. Um... Yeah, look, we've backed, we're have we going to back two horses, but there's, you know, six or seven life chances in this race. Yep, if Fizanari so was to fail. Yeah. Uh, I think we line up in race nine as well. Number seven, De Graves. I think this is a very nice animal, um, and I think he loves, these, uh, loves his toe on the ground, loves a soft track, loves a heavy track. 1,800 metres is the perfect kickoff point for a horse like this, in my opinion. Um, we saw him with some really impressive wins last uh, last campaign. Both were on soft tracks. His only fail was on a on a firm good three at the Valley. It was rock hard that day. He hated it. He gets 55 kilos. He gets Jai McNeil. Um, draws perfectly in barrier five. I just hope he's fit. But if he is, uh, the betting will tell us. And I think he's a great play at north of four dollars. Yeah, best of the day. Best of the day, punters. It's not going to be like a back-up-the-truck job because we're betting sensibly this weekend because we've got a big week next weekend. Um, next week, not next weekend, or week into weekend. But, yeah, no, he's best bet of the day for mine. He is a very progressive horse, and as you touched on, his only fail was on a road at the Valley that day because it got real hard. Um, but to his credit, he was still only beaten a length and a half, like... Uh, he still ran pretty good, but yeah, he hated it. Um, yeah, he just has to have his toe into the ground, which he's going to have here. Gets Jai. Look, it's a, there's some decent enough horses in this race, but a lot of them are, you know, like your Grand Promenades, Persans. They're coming back from Cup 
camp. They need further, yeah, don't they? Yeah, their first up cup campaigns on their way to probably another cup. Uh, the danger is probably man can't really, but there's two of that horse, to be fair. Don't doubt Dory. It's going to get the wet track that it probably needs, but it's inferior class-wise. Like It's only going to get three kilos off the graves. I don't think that's enough. He's a shocker. Had its birthday last start for mine at $61. Bet Lyrical Lad. We know what Lyrical Lad is. He's not much good. Royal Mile, he's had enough chances. Sosi Bond, yeah. They're all horses that are past their best. So I think De Graves is definitely better than this. This grade. And yeah, I, I had him clear best bet of the day for me. In at Sandown, yeah, anyway. Awesome. So that wraps up Melbourne. We'll crack on to Ranwick. Uh, the rail's out three metres. It's a soft six. 17 degrees, no rain. No way. Could this be the first good track we see in Sydney um, since, what was don't it? Get, it's been don't months. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, look, it could still be a soft track, but it's not a case of we have to be backing wet trackers this week. Um, I'll crack in first. Race three, number three. I'm tipping that, number, that many number threes this week. Um but you can get each way odds, $6 and north of $2 the place for number three, Tamerlane, the Godolphin horse. Uh, he is a bit of a boyfriend. Oh, dead set BF but, of yours and Gators. I can't believe you're batting up for but, him again. But he flies fresh. First up, four starts, two wins and a second. Um, he usually drops off second up. He's three starts for duck eggs, second up. But he's a big finisher. And I'm happy to be with him each way. His trials, his yeah, jump outs and trials have been super coming into this. I love the fact that Josh Parr goes on. Um, I'm backing him each way. Look, the favourite number two, Queen Bellissimo, very good horse, probably going to find the front and will appreciate getting back onto some drier ground. But I'm with number three You're on top. You're a sicko. That's what you are. A dead set sicko. I've got nothing. I haven't, even, I haven't even looked at... At Randwick. I'm not interested in betting that. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm riding You're solo. Riding solo. Right, we'll go race six. Race six, we'll go for the for another Godolphin horse, number nine, Siege. This is uh, $4.20 at the moment. Um, as I said, with the Blue Jackets again, if you go back and watch this horse's last start replay, he draws widest. Rachel King drags him back, clear last, couple lengths last. Um, he comes through the field, finds a little gap and explodes. That's the type of horse we really like. Um, looks super smart. He's four starts for three wins and a placing. And we get Chad Schofield on. So worthy replacement. Um, he's going to go back, but I'm pretty keen. He has to beat Easy Single and Hulk. I think he looks a lot more progressive than those types. In race eight, we're buttering up with a horse that we backed last week. Number six, Dragonstone. He actually ran really well behind... Uh, passive aggressive last week obviously he was no match but he did give the filly four and a half kilos um, he's been bumping into some really good horses unfortunately the likes of passive aggressive and a mat yeah, but stiff. he does get his chance here he gets his chance here to win one he's on the quick backup which the market absolutely loves he's already been six dollars into three dollars ninety um, I don't think the dry track will pose any problems he's drawn well and he should be ready to fire um, my only, my only the query was he's been up for a long time now. Yeah, he has. That was my only knock. He has, but at four dollars, I'm happy to, I'm happy to yep. bet. Um, and yeah, race seven, I thought was a contest between two horses. 
Number 11, Knight of Power. Um, this horse will only carry 50 kilos, so looks very well-weighted. One of the better-weighted horses around Australia. I know Brad D Davidson is very keen. He's got the 30 units on, so... We listen to Dave. Dave if there's a, another horse, <laughs> if there's another horse in the race, which I can have a saver on, it's number one, Art Cadeau. Um, this horse carries top weight for a reason. He was very good winning the octagonal last start. Um, so yeah, I'll be backing number eleven and number one. And I'm not sure if I'm actually going to tip this horse, but I just wanted to give him a mention because it might slip a lot of people's guard. But number one, Frankie Pino goes around at Ranwick in. Race no nine. He's is probably he actually? not. Yeah. Oh, now now <laughs> I have to have a bet if he's running there. Yeah, so he's probably he's like fourth or fifth emergency in the yeah, strategy. Unfortunately, because so he's, he's such a bet there. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, yeah, he's seven dollars fifty in race nine at Ramwick. He got who's in the field. He's been assigned sixty-two kilos. Much much better. Lacane, Cole Crusher, Fashionel. Yeah, numbers is what is in the field. Numbers. Yeah. He's got to give him, he's got to give him weight. He gets in with sixty after Tyler Shields' claim. Yeah, but there's but something that he's got that they don't only, have. Yeah, ability. He's got ticker ability <laughs> as well. He um he won a Wongroom obviously, and he ran um, fourth in the Goodwood. We were sticking up for him at good odds. He was only beaten two lengths by Lombardo, and he rises to thirteen hundred meters, which is a a great distance for him. So I could probably come with him there. Yo, yeah, he's um, a horse. He's a horse that I've got. Like, I could see him running in a Rupert Clark or a Turak or something like that. Like, I've got a, I've got a decent opinion of this horse in a, in a good handicap Group One. Because yeah, I think that's absolutely. his best distance. He's been running solid over twelve hundred. Like, he won the Long Groom and then was fourth in the Goodwood, and that's not his best distance. His best distance is fourteen hundred to a mile. So yeah. Yep, sounds like Nico. Nico has like bet come with me there. God. <laughs> we'll go to Queensland. Eagle Farm is the Group 1 meeting. It's a good four. The rail's out four metres. 19 degrees on Saturday and no rain, which means it's going to be firm, as we know with Eagle Farm. Um, I had one in the Brisbane Cup, race three. There are only three horses who can win this race, punters. Number six, through Irish Eyes. Number one, King of Leargrants. And number four, Sweet Thomas. I am confident they are the only three horses that will run a strong 3,200 metres. Um, I'm with number six through Irish Eyes. North of $4 looks a good bet. Gets 53 kilos, gets Jamie Carr. Um, this horse is a proper stayer. He's crying out for more ground, crying out for two miles. Maren Eustis will have him cherry ripe and he finds his right race. Number one, King of Leagrants is the other horse I'll be backing. Look, he's got to carry the 59 kilos. He gives him weight, but... He's a proven. He's proven at this staying trip. He's an Adelaide Cup winner, and he was a smart Adelaide Cup winner at that. He ran a huge race last start, and he's also won a Royal Higgins. So he's the class horse. Happy six and one, but number four, Sweet Thomas, will go in the early quarter as well. Yeah, I'll probably follow you in and back both there. Um, could definitely warm to both of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, I've got one in race four, number four, Lock Eagle. Um, he's been quite well backed early. He is one of mine. He's a horse that I've tipped on the page before. Um, Bowman, he got so far out of his ground last start. If you watch the replay, he's given none really. He's at he's at the tail of the field. Um, but I just think his Sydney form is stronger than a lot of these. 
Uh, he comes up to the mile, which suits. Um, if he can just sit a little bit closer, he's drawn barrier seven. I think he's in with a cracking chance and the market agrees with me early. Um, this is obviously the, the Gunsid Classic, the group two, the group three. So I think there'll be more intent for, from Bowman to get in a, a more suitable position. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I did look over that race and first thought without doing too much uh, study. It looked reasonably hard, but yeah, um, I'll probably end up back on it now that you're, you've mentioned all that. I can definitely warm to that. I know Nico and Trav were both kicking up for him that they would have been pretty keen to back him if he got 50 kilos in a strati, so... Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um... I'll let you go. I'll let you Race kick off the next one. six, the Q22. I'm pretty keen on Maximal. Obviously, listeners would remember, even though it was heartbreak, Mizaki getting rolled, I was pretty confident that this guy would run, a, would run a place and run a big race getting back to a dry track for the first time, and he certainly didn't let us down. About that $5 a place... Sort of mark, and I think we're definitely still getting enough value here at six dollars. Like, you can butter up. I know you're not getting five dollars a place this time, but he's a great each way bet. I don't think he misses top three. To be fair, he over raced and did so much wrong last start. Like, I actually didn't realise how much how much he did wrong until I've gone back and especially doing form for for this week's meeting. I didn't realise how much he did wrong because I was too focused on watching Zaki and I just sort of knew where he was in the run and I was hoping that he was going to run into a place and Zaki was going to win. But he was first up since the Australia Cup, even though he was never tipped out. He was just kept up and hadn't run in between because they couldn't find a good track for him and they refused to run him on a wet wet track. And, yeah, he just over-raced. He was first up from the Australia Cup. The penny's finally starting to drop. Like, I think this guy's proper. I think he's a proper A-grader and he can definitely really announce himself to everyone that he is an A grader here like he's got by far the best form in the race I know when I was listening to the Good 3 podcast which is Dr. Turf and Matty Welsh Maximal's got form and Tatnall no Tatnall wasn't on this on today's oh, on right. this week's <laughs> yeah he was he's away um, but they were talking about their international form and Hoyter had moderate at best form in France Maximal's got form behind the best horse in the world, like Bayed. Bayed form, like that's proper form, not this French rubbish. I'm not a believer in this Hoyter. I know he's got you sucked in, but I'm not. I'm not too big of a fan. You swapped the runs last start, and I reckon Maximal would have had his measure by two or three, and he's only just beaten Maximal. So I think that sort of shows who the better horse is. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see something pretty good from Maximal, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Nashi really puts part here. Yep. If you couldn't tell by the drive-by, me and Nico are going head-to-head here. I am with number three, Huetor, or Hoiter, however, however you want to say it, whichever part of France you're from. Um, <laughs> I think I think Maximal needs to sniff. Oh, here we go. I think he's still... like. $3, I think I'm going to get $3.50 for Huita. Um, and I just think I can trust him more. I, as you said, Maximal's still doing a lot wrong in his races. Um, he's still throwing the head about, getting keen. And this horse 
This French horse has just done it a couple times in Australia. He's found the line. He's a line chaser. He absolutely loves winning. Um, and it's not like he's $2.50. Like, he was $2.50 all in. I think he's going to get out to a little bit more of a back, backable price. I can definitely save on maximal in the race at $6. Like, that does look a, a nice price. But, uh, yeah, when push comes to shove, when I'm putting my money down, I think I can trust the favorite a little bit more. Fair call. Game on. Game on. Game on. All right. Race seven is the JJ Atkins um, Converge announced himself as a bit of a star in this race last year. Um, I'll kick off quickly. Number four, political debate. I'm sticking with him on top. Um, he gets the winkers on. J-Max sticks. Um, and Coolmore, Waller, they often get it right on grand final day. This is grand final day. He's drawn wider. I know he only just fell in last start, but I think he could be the one chasing them this time. Yeah. We saw two starts back. He absolutely, like, he got further back in the field and he monstered the line. I can see him doing the same thing again. Um, on Close Friends, we did tip into 10 Sharp and Smart at $6.75, just as a little, um, as a smaller bet, because I, I did think that he would be backed once final field and barriers were, were done. So that is something, but I'm keen, number four, political debate on top. Um, I'll let you go in a sec. Number 16, She's a Belter, is worth mentioning as the other chance. Look, I can't knock it, but a lot of the times with these races I've noticed in my time punting, these big group one miles, the boys are just stronger. And I'd rather just back in the, um, the male form here with the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sticking with... I'm having a two-bet play in this race. I'm sticking with political debate. I'm nowhere near as confident this week as I was last week. For some reason, I've just got a bit of a feeling. He does get the winkers. I am boosted with confidence after hearing Mick Gearin talk today on RSN, who I really value his thoughts, and he's a very, very good judge and knows exactly what he's talking about. He doesn't think smart sharp and smart can beat political debate he reckons he was at his top last week he's got no improvement left in him and he reckons with winkers or shades that political debate will find that little bit extra that he needs and yeah he doesn't think sharp and smart can beat him and he's the first one to back a new zealand horse if he thinks he's good enough so for me that's good enough and i'm sticking with Brereton here like I'm getting a price again. I was keen on him last start, and the race sort of was run a little bit funny, and he was a thousand meters straight to fourteen hundred meters. Um, yeah, no, I've got to stick with him. He gets to the mile, which he's gonna like. Jamie, he's easy enough. Like you're getting a price again, but I'm I'm scared stiff of she's a belter, but I'm not I'm not too worried about uh, sharp and smart. So yeah, political debate. And Brereton are my bets. Stakes to win probably the same. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, we know these two-year-old races are always difficult. But we'll crack on to the time-honoured Stradbroke Handicap. This is probably Queensland's best, biggest race. Um, I shouldn't say probably. It is. Um, I'm going to be backing a few. I'll start with the one we backed early on Close Friends. His name is number three, Apache Chase. 
This is the map horse. He's a tough horse. He drew barrier three. We saw him win uh, the Kingsford Smith last start. It was a really good, solid win. Fended them off. Look, listen to this stat at Eagle Farm. This is a damning stat and one where I'm not sure how he's still $11 or $10. 13 starts at Eagle Farm for eight wins and a second. Loves the 1,400 meters. He's going to find the front here. I can't believe he's still double figures. Number four, 11-11. He's another horse I really like. Um, I've backed him a couple of times. Magic Millions. Uh, he doesn't owe me a cent, this horse. Uh, he's been very good to me. And Hickman knows how to peak him on grand final day. Um, I think we'll get a better price than the current $6 available. He's a horse who usually gets back, so I'm hoping we'll get $7, $8 on the day. Third up, peaking, 1,400 meters, gets Huey on. Um, those are the two main bets. I'm also having a small spec on number seven, Volana. Uh, $21 available. Uh, he won the Fred Best last start. Um, 50 kilos, as I mentioned. So those are the three I'm working around. I'll give a chance to Isotope as well with Pikey in the saddle. A couple of the, the really the horses that are well on the market have drawn out. Ayrton, I'm, I'm putting the sword through. He's got none. Barrier 19 and a weird prep. We're locking horns again. Love the horse. Love the stable, but I'm against. You're with him, are you? I haven't decided yet, but I'm I'm contemplating it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me just go through this. I, I despise 11-11. It's just been... It's never been one of mine. I've always been on the wrong side of him. Ayrton gets Jamie third up, which is good. Yes, I know he had that failed run, but I don't think he's an 1800... Like, they, they were trying to get him out to 1800, 2000. I don't think that's his go. He's a dead set 1400 to 1600-meter horse. I know it's all been funny, the preparation and stuff, but he's just a dry tracker, and he's just a 1,400-meter to 1,600-meter horse, which he's going to get both of those things this week. I know gate 19's sticky, but he's won from... He ran second, only just losing to Apache Chase um, at the track and trip. So I've, I'm contemplating backing him, but I want, like, 7 I can get $7.50 boosted now, and that's... That's tickling me. I'm tempted now, but I still think I'm going to get better than that. I think that. wait. I, I reckon I'll get maybe eight fifty. Eight eight fifty. Um, I've obviously come with you on Apache Chase. He's definitely overs. Alligator Blood's just a bit hard to judge because I hope he is back because he used to be a really good horse. But you kind of want to see it, don't you? Like. Oh. And the other thing with a lot of these horses who return off a break. They run a flashy mm. race first up, and a lot of the time Flat they can, second. you know, fall off the yeah. cliff second up. Isotope's doing my head in. Oh, <laughs> I, I've, I've just about had enough, to be honest. There's only so many times you make excuses. Um, the other one that caught my eye is another boyfriend, Rothfire. I like he gets Tommy on. He gets back to Eagle Farm, where he does his best racing. Dry track. Is his go? What do they do from the gate? Oh yeah, that's the other thing. But you're also getting fourteen dollars, like not like uh, being asked to take five or six dollars, is it? Like he's he is a yeah. good horse on his day. Um, yeah. so yeah, I I've, I've thought about backing Ayrton. If I get eight dollars plus, I probably will. And I've 
I'm thinking about back in Rothfire, but I'm undecided yet. It's not a it's not a it's a very hard race, the Stradbroke. And I Absolutely. I'm as I said to you, I'm happy to play a couple of horses it comes down to the the old adjective. If a horse is the price like these silly prices if a horse runs to their best and they can win, well, they're over the odds, aren't they, really? Because if they bring their best form, they're a chance to win the race. So yep. I'm happy to have a, yep. a few smaller specs on some horses who have had their fair share of problems this preparation or in the past, but their best is good enough to win, and yeah, it's a bit of a low-confidence race. As we've touched on, I was pretty keen Frankie Pino, but he's not going to get a run, unfortunately, because there's a few other numbers in this race that have taken his spot, but, um, yeah. What about number 16? If she wins, <laughs> oh, I'll cry. What, what will you do? I'm not going to make any stupid statements because, it <laughs> because, yeah, anyway, she should be in the next race anyway, in the girl, in the, yeah, in the girlfriend's um, stakes. Every time Brooklyn Hustle, sorry, every time Brooklyn Hustle goes around, I always hear, oh, she's a, she's a good each-way bet. She's a great each-way you know, bet all like, the time until she runs fourth or fifth. She's running like 10 group ones and she's never ran top three. Yeah, and I, and the day that she wins, she still won't be placed because she'll either win one or she'll keep turning <laughs> up. But it, it, don't listen to her myth, yeah. though, because you'd think she's a moral on Moody on the mic. Yeah. But it's her second, it's, the only other it's one her I'll second last run, to. thank God, for punters' sake. The only other one I'll give a quick mention to is number six, Soxagon. God bless him. Look, I don't know if he's good enough to win this, but he's just a very consistent horse, and he'll be running in the like he'll be running in the top six somewhere, just because he always tries. Um, loves Eagle Farm, fourteen hundred meters, no worries. He'll be thereabouts again. That's all I had for Eagle Farm. Yeah, that's it. All right. Did you have anything in SA? No, I've got some stuff. I haven't done any Sunday form because fields were late out this afternoon, but I've got a couple that I like tomorrow. Obviously, start the Swan Hill Carnival. All right. Oh, let me just give this one at Belmont, and then you go. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, we do. We do have internationals. Belmont. We've got one at Belmont. Oh, you might no, have two, I've I'm got, not sure. But it's a soft five. tips. Rail out four metres. Um, race eight, number 10, God has chosen. Yeah. Uh, as we saw last start, this horse beat Red Can Man. It was a very impressive win, and it raided through the roof. This horse is twelve starts for eight wins, proper uh, three second placings. He's a proper horse. He's probably a little bit short at odds on right is now. Is he though? But I think we'll get a little. Like, I think we'll get better. I think we'll get better than two dollars, just because there's a couple horses here that. Um, let's talk like Gate. Let's you know, talk they... like Gator for a second. Even money chance he wins this race one in two. He, yeah, yes. Really? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, look. He yeah, could. Notorious one, Laverod, Massimo. He could get real short. You were sticking up for. Yeah. He could get like dollar sixty. He short. could. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe we should take the dollar ninety five on bet three six five. It's risk free anyway. If it yeah. drifts, so be it. But um, yeah, that's all I had for Belmont. Yeah, we'll give Barb's a little plug. Obviously, um, he did tip us into your my everything last night in the second last at Hong Kong that duly saluted at 
a nice price. We won't give sixteen. We won't bucks. give too much away. <laughs> the listeners might not be too happy that it wasn't tipped, but um, he's obviously doing a lot of HK form and WA form at the moment, and he's been going pretty well. So I was happy to give him a bit of a plug here. Um, he's pretty keen Belmont race for Angelic Miss Parnham to steer. Yeah. Um, she flies fresh, unbeaten on soft ground, gets a solid tempo, and will fly late. Was his notes? He is sticking up f- for this other thing. Uh, I don't even want to read her out. That's how much she annoys me. But he's he's been at me. Just back her one last time because she'll win. She gets ground. Blah blah blah. No, not getting any of mine. That ho- once again, you haven't told that us her horse name. is the Velvet Queen in race five. Um, finally gets out in trip. He reckons. Been crying out for it for a while. Um, at the price of three dollars forty ish, she has to be a bet. These are dead set walkers, barrier no issue, wins uh, by two or more lengths. Well, if you're sick enough in the head, by all means back her. Will she be getting any of my cash? No, she won't. Um, and yeah, he was keen Belmont race eight. God has chosen also. Awesome. Was that it? That's it, I'll let yeah. you go with your tips for tomorrow. Yeah, for tomorrow. Uh, obviously, start of the Swan Hill Carnival. It's the little brother to the Warnable Carnival, so so they say. Um, obviously, another one that we're going to try and get to one year. It's just a bit hard to facilitate going to the ball. We've only just finished recovering from the ball, and then you'd have to beat up again. But um, there was two that I liked, and they were race six. I'm going to be flat if this horse doesn't go here, because he's like, he could be immoral. The boys are talking like he's not going. I'm going to be so flat if he's not here. But I understand why they're going to go to the cup if they go that way, but his name is Eagles Crag. i got a big opinion of this horse. Like, I think he is proper. Two starts back when he was on good ground, he was beaten a length and a half by Mr. Brightside at Sandown, and he was very unlucky that day. He was big first up in a benchmark 82 um, where he was just beaten. But he was a mile first up. I think they tried to find a 1,400-meter race, but it was wet and it was a bit of a funny sort of thing. So he didn't run there. Um, he's unbeaten second up and good ground. How he's $2.80 is beyond me. Like Blue Eyes was kicking up for his horse confrontational, but like dead set. Voltaire confrontational, the Brumby, Mr. Pickwick, Spanish Schnitzel, Storm's Colours, Tatanka, Muzzlebrook, Spell. He's better than this grade, and if he, I'm going to be so distraught if he's not here. Um, but obviously, just keep an eye on the page if these rumours are true, and he is scratched from tomorrow and racing in the Cup. I haven't fully done the Cup field, but we will touch on that on the page. So just beware because he could be a bet come the Cup. Um, how good has the topaz come up? Have you had a look at the field, Benny? I have. This is super uh, field. It certainly has come up. This could this could be the best race. topaz field ever, by all reports. Like this is proper yeah. race. Um, I'm assuming you're taking on the favourite like you did last start, and yeah. that that brings about plenty of good betting opportunities. Yeah, sword stays in front page. It is worth noting, punters, if you do like uh, you do like him. The record for horses with E high PH 
and then going on to win their next start is pretty substantial. I think it's around that 60 to 70% range. So if you like him, back him, but I don't think he's much good. I was I was contemplating backing Triple Missile, but I'm a bit grey because he's 1,400 metres back to 1,200 metres. He obviously can't go to the Cup because Pro Consent has opened favourite and they obviously don't want to have two horses from the stable, similar ownership groups running in the same race, would be my guess. But the two we are backing are Regards Marie, back from the Goodwood, uh, which was a Group 1, obviously, in South Australia, beaten four and a half lengths. It was in a sticky run race, um, and it sort of didn't work out for it, but it beat in the boat fresh, and that's a superior form line to anything in this race. Uh, beat Lombardo third up if you didn't need any more convincing and he was and he beat Buffalo River fourth up so he's obviously sixth up here which was my only little query but Nick Ryan good trainer wouldn't have him here if he wasn't fit to fire and I think Bill is the key to him he's also had four sits on him for two wins and a second place the unplaced run was obviously in the Goodwood um, so it's a bet at $9, and I'm buttering up to a bit of a girlfriend. How romantic. Um, she ran well first up behind Ashford Street and Starry Legend. She improves second up into her campaigns, and she's back on top of the ground. The jockey change is a huge positive, from Josh Richards to H. Coffey. Obviously, H. Coffey is a local Swan Hill boy. He'll, he would have... I'm sure had a decent pick of the horses going towards the Topaz that obviously wants to try and win some features. He's on the favourite in the Cup. And I think he's definitely a massive chance to win the Topaz as well. And the last time she had 54 kilos on her back, she just got beat by Laverod in a stakes race. So I'm siding with those two, and it was an easy enough two-bet play. The other one that I could entertain... At odds was Rainbill because she flies fresh. She's one for one at the track and trip, um, and she's also got 54 kilos on her back. But I was pretty keen. Regards, Marie. How romantic! Um, and I was happy to keep the sword in front page. And yeah, triple missile was great. Yep. No, I I agree with you there. I'm I'm a big fan of Regards, Marie. So he'll be getting my money. Um, I'll go now quickly. There's one I forgot at Eagle Farm. Um, I'm not sure if you despise this horse or not, but in the last race is the filly, Najmati. Oh, Look, I think she's. I think the penny's finally dropped. Um, her two wins this prep have been very, very good. She's a complete dry tracker. Um, both of those wins have been on firm, good threes, which will be the case again. Um, Tommy Berry again Jaws Barrier 6 she's got an elite finish and I think she's a very very talented filly um, so she's going in my betting strategy um, I'll kick on to Hong Kong Sunday it's been crazy weather in Hong Kong this week it rained um, last night 30 Good degrees yielding yeah so 30 degrees and thunderstorms over there which is um, makes for some interesting punting propositions Sick. But anyway, we'll crack in race seven, number three, Campione. 
Um, this horse failed kind of last start. He didn't get complete control at Chartin. On Sunday, he draws barrier five. He'll get the, the sole lead. And the big tick here is he gets on the all-weather track. This is, a, this is a race on the all-weather. Two starts back, he bolted in on the all-weather. He paid $11, um, got straight to the front and never looked back. We know the all-weather does favor the on-speed horses. So if he hopefully he opens a backable price off his disappointing run last start and I'm back aboard him. The other horse I'll be backing is in race eight, number six, Galaxy Witness. This is definitely one of my better bets this weekend. Um, draws barrier two for Marrera. He's unbeaten four from four. He looks a very, very progressive horse. Comes up to 1,600 meters um, for the first time, but I don't think that should worry him. Um, as we were talking about with these track ratings, they're shocking. Oh, mate. This horse won. This horse won on a proper heavy track last start, so the rain should be no issue. Um, in the form guide, punters, it literally says good. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It says good track, but... Um, they got their act together last night because when I watched the replay of your mate, everything, it actually said soft. It said, it said soft, soft, did it? So maybe, they're, maybe starting, they're starting to work out. Maybe they're starting to listen to my rants. Maybe they're um, listening to the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> Galaxy Witness, very good horse. I think Running Glory might hold his price up a little bit. Bourbon Air, Charity Grace, uh, Looking Great are also in the race. Hopefully we get... I'd be happy with $1.80+. plus. Um, running glory comes from 2,000 meters back to 1,600 meters. So, yeah, pretty keen there. Number race seven, number three, Campione, and race eight, number six, Galaxy Witness. Um, look, we won't go m massive in depth here. We might touch on the King Stand, but we do have to touch on Royal Ascot uh, next week. The forecast is for a good track. This is one of, if not the best carnival in the world. Five days. 35 races, seven races per day, and they're all crackers. Maybe we, maybe uh, we might touch on, we might do a little, uh, see how we're going for time. We might even do something next week. A little Ascot preview. Yeah, right. yeah. Once we've got some more idea of fields and stuff. Yeah, we'll touch on it more in depth next week. Uh, I just want to quickly run through a couple. Yep. Queen In the Queen Anne, Baid wins. Uh, best horse in the world at the moment, dollar thirty. King Stand, Nature Strip goes up against Golden Power. Gonna break him. Absolutely gonna That's eat him. That's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping. Oh, I can't um, wait. I will quickly touch on Golden Pal. A lot of listeners probably won't know much about the horse. He's a very speedy horse out of the gates. He's lightning fast, but he's been beating up on very average horses in oh, America. Oh yeah, no punters. Hopefully, he's a squib. Hopefully, he falls in a hole and Nature Strip goes straight past. Um, so those are the two legs of the multi. The first two legs of the multi that I put in, um, that I posted. The third is Cerebus in the St. James Palace Stakes. He is $1.40 and looks very hard to beat. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see a Dave. We'll see Stradivarius running the Ascot Gold Cup. Uh, the Prince, Prince of Wales, Wales is, is a cracker. Belter. It's one of the best races you've unfortunately, ever seen. We might touch on that. Unfortunately, Mishrif is going to miss by yes. all reports, which is disappointing. Um for you because you've backed him already but he's one of the like, yeah. he's one of the best horses in the world so obviously you want to see them there on the biggest stage that's unfortunate but hopefully it's nothing too nothing too serious and um, we do see him after Ascot yeah absolutely um, the only other horse in our multi is Hurricane Lane this horse ran third in the arc 
Uh, he's been a two dollars into a dollar sixty. So fingers crossed, those are good signs. Um, and then Home Affairs and Artorias will, of course, go on the Diamond Jubilee. Yep. But we'll touch on that a bit more next week. There is one I wanted to touch. I wanted to give a quick mention to from our mate Will, Racing in America. Uh, we were just touching on before, is this flight line, number one in the Metropolitan Handicap on Sunday. Look, I kind of despise American racing on the dirt, but I will watch the very good horses. And this horse put down a 134 figure and is his third, only his third ever start. He's a three-year-old and he looks very, very good. He's the current favourite for the Breeders' Cup, so um, it could be a possible option to to multi him flight line into buy aid. You get you're getting about two dollars fifteen, so there only looks there's only one danger for him, which is number two Speaker's Corner. He's been rated a three dollar chance, so looks at a race in two. I'll be keen to watch that. Obviously, for the listeners out there that don't understand what the one thirty four rating is, that's obviously a time form rating which a lot of the better form analysis people use. Um, yeah. Yeah. Frankel is the highest time rated, uh, time form rated horse ever with a 147, which is absolutely unbelievable. He did that in the Queen Anne. So hopefully Bayed can put down a good figure and next week. And NS, hopefully. <laughs> and NS. All right. Uh, that'll do us for the form. We'll get into the questions. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, it's question time. The marathon pod finally comes to an end, but hopefully it's been enjoyable listening. We'll crack straight into it. We've got two from Maxi and two from Barb's. Uh, the first question from Maxi is, well, this is a combined question, I think. What do your parents say when they see you bet so much? Did you have to break the ice? Um, that question is about telling them betting can be profitable, profitable uh, since there's a big stigma. Um, yeah, this is a great question. There obviously is a big stigma around gambling, and and it's fair enough. I mean, like there are, I know, you know, there are lots of people who have their challenges with it, um, and hopefully they're seeking the right help. But the question was, um, my parents, yeah, my parents kind of did come to me a while ago. Um, and I showed them the book that I was keeping track of in terms of, you know, I write down the bets I have and I'm trying to to stay in front. And that's kind of a something that I'm a, I'm kind of holding a promise to myself that I'll, I'll keep staying in front. And if it ever comes a time where I lose, 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 and it becomes a problem, then, then I'll stop. But until that happens, um, until that happens, then, uh, you know, there's no problem with it um so yeah i basically told them that i basically said to them you know i'm not i'm not always asking you for money and stuff so i'm clearly fine um, i can afford to pay everything off so yeah that's that's my answer to that do you have any comments um i'm just trying to think about when it all sort of happened but it's i don't know i never really sort of had to break the ice because my old man obviously likes having a punt himself, so I've never, um, it's never sort of been a conversation because before I was 18 and before I was having a bet, it was it was nothing out of the normal for me to sit on the couch and and to watch him and ask him questions about it. Um, yeah, 
I think it's a great industry and there is a massive stigma around people that punt uh, are lesser than the average person and, and all this and that. But talking from experience, like since you and I have become such good mates, my punting and my thought process um, has all changed and obviously you and I have spoken in depth about you know the ways to find an edge and yeah, I could definitely see from before I met you to where we are right now, my punting's definitely changed a lot, the way I look at races, the way I punt on races. And yeah, um, obviously everyone has their bad stages and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it is a bit of fun. It's a hobby. Um, none of us are doing it for a living, thank God, because that would be pretty stressful at times. But yeah, it's as long as you can keep a lid on it, and um, yeah, obviously, as you said, still get by, because at the end of the day, life's got to come first and punting's got to come second it can consume a lot of your a lot of your time and and money at the end of the day so as long as you as long as it's all in proportion um yeah there's there's not a problem with it yeah i think david gately sums it up best he says punting should be fun the moment it stops becoming fun is the moment you should stop yeah so words of wisdom from the great man the goats um but yeah, that leads me into Will Barb's next question. I know this. I know this is tongue in cheek, and he's being a smartass. But I'm probably not going through a good stage right now. Um, I'm in a loss over the autumn and winter. It's been very difficult with the wet tracks. Um, Will Barb's goes, Benny. I heard you never lose a bet. What's your secret? I would love to know. If I didn't lose a bet, this is this is a drive. I, I would, I would not be doing this. Tongue in cheek. I know this is tongue in cheek, but I, I thought I'd try and yeah. answer it somewhat seriously um, we all lose and if we didn't lose we'd be on an island yeah. um, Nico if Golden Pearl beats NS will it be Lightning Day 2.0 uh, hello darkness my old friend if Golden Pearl beats Nature Strip Dark Day. you're all invited to my funeral it's as simple as that could, could be the end of me if Golden Pearl beats Nature Strip it could be. It's a big call. I'm not saying it will be because, obviously, but like let's be let's just touch on the race for a second here. If Nature Strip is somewhere near his best, they will not beat him. It's as simple as that. If he has gone over, travelled good, settled in good, and by all reports, all the vision that I've seen, yeah. Oh, oh, there's. I've got no sense of doubt. If he is right, like we're all led to believe, we're going to see something pretty special next Tuesday night. Absolutely. And the best part is we're getting $4 to find out. Can't believe it. How good. All right, well, anything else? That wraps us up. I think that's it. Awesome. Well, if you've stuck around this long, hopefully you have. Uh it's been a joy having you. Hopefully we can tip you into the winners this week. Uh, we'll be back next week for a massive Royal Ascot Carnival. Thanks, Bonus. Mm-hmm.